Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Season 2 of Men's Seats Exposed. We are going to go deep into questions, answers, and we're going to warn you that a lot of these episodes are going to be 18 and up because we have a lot more questions this season for Season 2 that are going to be sexually related and a lot of confessions that are going to be private. Enjoy this new season of Men's Secrets Exposed, season number two. I don't like that. Okay. After sex, he's more gray. So he's more understanding of, even though he might still be inclined and he want to say no, he will understand why he might want to say yes, because he'll see the other side of it. Okay. Right? He's more willing to take a risk after sex because he's more in balance with, with understanding yes, no, Maybe this could work out. This may not work out. Wow. Yeah. Straight up. You know what, Dwayne? I feel so uneducated. I feel so uneducated. Like I have. I mean, I'm. I have so many books and so many different topics, but I don't have books on men on how to understand men. And really, like you said, it's really it's really easy. Mm-hmm. We as women just overcomplicate the crap out of it. It doesn't have to be. Which is why, for fun, I started this this podcast. As <laughs> for fun, it was a it was a start, and it was fun, and it was funny, and it was hilarious. And I was like, "Is ladies, uh, this, this some of the stuff women has really not that complicated? It's wow. just different. It's so different to the point that where, you know, here's the thing. I think a lot of people, and I've seen this in sales." People don't understand something, so because they don't understand it, they want to say they don't agree. Hmm. How guilty are women of that? All the time. Because you don't understand it, you don't agree? No, it's not that you don't agree, you just don't understand. Right. And it doesn't mean that that makes you less than. Oh, right. But I, I can't tell you how many women, because they don't understand it, it's um it, it again it, it resorts back to the men are stupid right so it's a, it's really a projection of themselves being uneducated on how to un- how to understand yeah. <laughs> yeah and here's and here's the reason why I think when when the phrase is often used you know women are complicated whatever whatever I think that tends to lead to you know women allow different emotions to kind of in the male's point of view, not saying this is right or wrong, just, you know, Mac programming here, talking P, Mac programming, talking to PC, okay? Mac programming says emotions complicate the decision. Emotions cloud the decision. Okay. Okay. Doesn't mean that's right or wrong, but I'm just telling right. you how the Mac code is. The Mac code is what is the problem? Okay. Like if a group of men were really talking and a guy says, what's wrong? Okay. And he says, well, she made me feel. <laughs> a group of men would look at him and get aggravated and say, dude, that wasn't a question. What's the problem? <laughs> the problem is this. Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's do this. We'll talk about how you feel later. <laughs> Now you ask a woman that question, what's the problem? Yeah. And we'll tell you everything we felt. Right. 
And me as a man, I've had to learn how to listen to that and understand. And how to problem solve based on that. Wow, that's, you know what? I just that just blew my mind because not only do you have to be a problem solver, you have to you have to try to interpret those, and then you have to be a problem solver with the emotions turned off. So then how are you connecting to that emotion of hers? You, you're not. And that's why there's a lot of breakdown in when women, what do women say? He's not listening. Right. Or he doesn't and really, understand. he's not feeling me. Right. He's not feeling my compassion, the compassion towards these emotions that I'm feeling. Right. And this is, I mean, this is this classic dialogue. Men are listening for your problem. What's the problem? So how do you think that we can solve that? Would a woman have to come and say, okay, here's the problem. Versus here's how I feel. So like if I'll give you an example, Dwayne, if you and I were married and I've asked you to take out the trash, mm. which <laughs> it sounds so simple, right? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or the common one. I've asked you to please put the toilet seat down yeah. because when I go and sit down in the middle of the night, I don't want to hit the rim. Mm. And when you don't put the toilet seat back down, I feel like you're disrespectful to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're, I feel like what I have to say is not important. Mm -hmm. When really, I mean, I don't know. Let's break that one down. Okay. That's easy. Okay. Are you ready for the simplicity? I'm so ready for it. Okay. Is the house paid for? You're asking. I'm being 100. This okay. is this is the man brain. Is the okay. house is the house paid for? Yes or no? Yes. Is yes. food in the fridge? Yes or no? Yes. Do we have running water? Yes. Are the kids bleeding? No. Everything else is good. Move on. Yes. <laughs> I can hear all the ladies just gasping. But that but but the male the male directive. The hardwiring Mac programming is that simple. And that is our four, if we have children, that is our four primary primitive directives every morning when we get out of bed. Everything else is gravy. Everything else ain't really worth talking about. Wow. And I mean, and I'm not saying that's right, but I'm really breaking it down. That right. ri- Those four questions direct men that live with a woman on everything he does. Wow. Everything else you talk about outside of those four things, it's, it's not, not that important. it's not important. It's fifth, sixth, seventh on the list. Does it build to the top four? Do we have a house? Food in the fridge, running water, are the kids bleeding? No. Cool. What the hell are we talking about? Wow. You're not listening. You don't understand the cold porcelain in the middle of the night and the, the feeling of not listening. Put the seat down. Move on. There's other shit to worry about. Right. And that's I when. Mean, I get it. I and, get it as, as a wiring from your standpoint, but then that's when we start right. feeling belittled. Yep. And then and then that's when you see the classic. 
this woman here. I roll shoulder shrug and he walks off. Uh, right? Wow. Yes. Yes. The nagging. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then, <laughs> then some reason, I don't know who came up with this idea. <laughs> I don't know who came up with this idea. Um, let me remind him more often so he remembers. <laughs> I don't know who the hell came up with that idea. Whoever engineered that was not very smart. Wow. Because because when you do, we immediately put it in one of those four categories. Wow. Everything else, I'm serious. Whether that's right or wrong or, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's really that simple. Wow. I'm... I'm I'm, I'm just reflecting back on all the interactions that I've had with men, and it's like, wow. <laughs> okay, so here's another great one, and we're going to wrap this episode because this is going to be a, this might even be a three-part episode. Um, here's another great example, okay? Say a woman's in a fender bender. She's in a car accident, right? Right. Okay. She makes a call. Honey, I'm in a car wreck. Okay. His first question is, how bad's the car? Okay. All right. So let me break that down. I'm like, that insensitive? I just told him I was in a car and met that? Mother- okay. <laughs> All right. The, yeah. guy, the guy's primitive code, code, basic programming is, if you're well enough to make the call, then obviously okay. the first question is, you're okay. So we skip that question because it's at that point irrelevant, not that your health or your safety is irrelevant. Obviously, if you're on the phone, (laughs) you're conscious, you're probably not bleeding, all right, and you're not hooked to a ventilator. (laughs) Okay? And yes, men think like that that fast in three seconds. So then the next question is, how bad's the car? <laughs> okay? Because that's the next problem. Because how bad's the car determines how much car insurance is going to pay for it. Is the car going to be in a shop? Do you have to get a rental? Is the car completely totaled, which means we've got to get a new car? Okay? All right. Did we go ghetto and get, get bootleg insurance where we don't have insurance? Okay? All right. So, you know, how bad's the other car? So all these things, now he's in problem-solving mode because guess what? That money that pays for the first primary directive of, do we have a house? No, ladies and gentlemen, that's not an audio glitch. That's Vanessa going silent. Okay. I I thought you were going (laughs) to follow it up with something. But do you see what I'm saying? Because, see, that question feeds into the first primary directive of, do we have a house? Okay. Gotcha. And, yes, I if I were to, to receive that information on the other line, and or that question, I would go off. Right. Motherfucker. Right. <laughs> you bastard. Right. Sorry if I'm... 
person. That's okay. This is, I yeah. just told you I was involved in an accident. Right. And you're not asking me if I'm okay. The, the, the male's point of view is obviously you're okay. You're on the phone. You made a call and you're, you're conscious enough to know who I am and to call me and to let me know that, that you were in a car wreck. Wow. Now, that conversation would be completely different if that was a state trooper calling. Right. And the and state trooper said, you know, Mr. Miller, your wife was in a car wreck. His first question is, how bad is she? Is she okay? Right. She, and then that would be man talking to man is, her conditions are this, they're this, she's going to this hospital. Okay. And at that point... He will figure out what's with the car after he knows that you're okay. Mm. Do you follow me? Yes. And I'm, and, not, and I'm processing. I'm not. And here's the thing, ladies. I'm not justifying. I've said this in the first season 20 times or 30 times. I am not justifying men are correct. I'm not justifying and trying to justify why men do what they do. But me explaining doesn't mean I'm trying to justify it. I'm explaining it. I Thank you for following it up like that, Dwayne. Because it, it's educational, mainly. Right. And that's the whole purpose of this. Is like We're not saying that one species is right versus the other. It's like we're trying to understand one another. Yeah. And how else can we understand... If we're not speaking the blatant truth of this is really how the brain breaks it down. Yep. It's really that simple. And as you're talking this through, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Here, here's, a, here's another example of how <laughs> in the past yeah. I have, I have wanted my men to mind read. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and that's, and it's really unfair to a man. Because, I mean, everything we're saying in this episode, ladies and gentlemen, really, and there's, this is not an, not an ad, this is not an endorsement, but I remember, because here's what I remember. I remember when I was 19, and I was married, stupidly. I was 19, and I was married, and we were having a stupid conversation, and I can't remember what it was. It was something, so, it was ridiculous. And I remember standing there, and I said, okay, how is this my fault? Is what I was thinking. Not not the classic thing of like a man says, well, how's this my fault? You know what I mean? No. The question I was at holding myself accountable and I said, how is this my fault? I said, I'm not understanding something with her, right? So I remember the first thing that I got into was John Gray's series, Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus. So I got his book. And then at the time he had um, a video series, okay? And I think it, and at that time it was like just the explosion DVD. So it came out on DVD. All right. So I remember watching the, I remember watching that video series. I watched it, it probably four or five times and I took notes. Wow. And that was at 19. And I said, okay, cause I can't stand arguing. I can't, it's just such a waste of energy and breath and aggravation. So I held myself accountable as a man and I said, okay, what can I do to make this happen less? And I said, I need to get better about understanding. So I took time to educate. But, you know, most men are not self-motivated to do that. You have to right. be self-motivated to do that. Okay? But all the stuff we're talking about is really a lot of the baseline of that shit stuff is, is, is really in that series. And that's not an ad. It's not a plug. He's not paying me. I'm just being honest. Is really, really the baseline for stuff is really in that series. He really does break down. A lot, and I say that to say, when men speak, we speak to make a point. 
we don't speak to express. Right. We're making a statement to make a point or to fix a problem. Wow. Right? So, like, if you see a man and he's aggravated and he's upset and he's off to himself and he's quiet, right, you say, what's wrong? And he looks at you and says, nothing, right? Because his brain processes why talk about it, me talking about how I feel isn't fixing it. Wow. And we, because we operate out of feelings, we mm-hmm. want to get a man to get in touch with his feelings. And, and, he, we, and often something that comes up or when I'm talking to my girlfriend, oh, he's so disconnected from his emotions. Yeah, but he here's the thing. This goes back to the question we said about 15 minutes ago. He will get in touch with those emotions after sex. Okay. But until then, it's all problem solving. Pretty much, and yes. Unless, because it's not a, it's a learned behavior. Okay. He's got to learn for himself. It's a learned behavior. Wait, uh, so it's not a hardwired? No. No. Natural thing that men do? No, it's a learned behavior to get in touch and process emotions before sex. It's a learned behavior. Okay. Yes. Now, but the problem-solving aspect. That's hardwired. That's hardwired. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I I don't know if how much of that is, as they say, nature versus nurture. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I can say, I want to say universally, and when I say universally, I'm speaking in terms of North America, of American men. Um it's a hardwiring that we have to problem solve. Yes. And then the emotional processing, that's, that's more of a learned behavior. Right. Okay. And I mean, that goes back to, you know, you know, he's the kid's 10 and he's, you know, helping dad in the garage or something. Right. And you know, he, uh, drops the hammer on his foot. And his dad says, pick up the hammer, give it to me. He doesn't have time to tell the dad, Dad, my foot hurts. I dropped the hammer on my foot, and now it's throbbing. <laughs> his dad says, pick up the hammer, give it to me. Come on, we got shit to do. Right? Because, because, his, because his dad wants to get it done, so he can go watch the game. Right. And that's part of the learned behavior. Yeah. And then when he gets to be 13, he gets mad about something. Something doesn't go right. He talks to another man. man says, what's wrong? Then as a 13-year-old boy, he has to communicate that as fast as possible. Right. And then it just keeps perpetuating. And then it just, and then another man advises him to, okay, let's fix it, move on. Suck it up. Suck it up, move on. Yep. Cry about it. We ain't got time to cry about it. Wow. Right? And then here's where it gets worse. What do 10, 11, 12, 13 year old boys do? What do their parents do? They put them in what? Sports. Football. Yep. Or basketball or any kind of real high contact sport. 
they get hurt and you got to move on. Right. And the coach and the coaches on the sideline also uh, furthermore <laughs> furthermore instilling that learned behavior. Yes. Get out there. <laughs> right? So kids limping, he goes to the sideline. Coach says, "Are you hurt?" I did this, I did that. All right, sit down for a second. Cool. Player doesn't have time to say, Coach, I pulled my hamstring. I feel like I'm going to let the team down. I feel like people are here to see me win. I feel like... (laughs) This really makes me feel angry at myself because I didn't practice hard enough, Coach. And the coach puts his hand on his shoulder and says, I know how you feel, son. I remember one time I was 13 and I felt like I let my dad down because I didn't catch that fish. And I was quiet as we drove home. Wow. We don't talk like that. No. And, and... Therefore, that is why there is that huge disconnection. Mm-hmm. And then it even yeah. gets worse because when it's that emotional and there are just as many women in the stands and that player is laying down and the women say, get up. How bad is he hurt? He's, oh, he can walk. All right, good. He'll be back. <laughs> Go win. When a woman is in a competitive environment and it's win or lose, they shut a lot of those emotions off too. And they expect the man to shut his off. Mm. Right or wrong. Right. But when it benefits them, they want him to be emotional. (laughs) Right or wrong. Correct. Okay then. Now, do you feel that there's, see, I said a lot of men that are very in touch with their emotions and they're very emotional. Uh That's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior for them to be emotional. It's a learned behavior behavior just to, well, it's a learned behavior for them to express it. Okay. Yeah. It's a learned behavior for them to express it. Wow. And those are the men that, that more so understand women and women can feel so much more openly connected to and, and to a degree, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a good friend that wanted to meet with me today, and he's very much. He's like, I'm not your Vanessa. You know that I'm not your average guy, and I said, like, You're not. You're very. He can understand from an emotional standpoint when I explain something. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I understand yeah. <laughs> what you're feeling. I mean, I. I've later learned in life that that's benefited me two different ways. It's benefited me in relationships as far as being with women, but it's also benefited me just understanding with sales, Mm. right? So when someone's talking to me, instead of me talking, instead of me listening from the standpoint of offer the solution, I'm trying to listen from the standpoint of understanding what's, what they want. Mm. Right. Right. So like with my bullying program and I have a principal on the phone and they're talking to me about, 
you know, blah, 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 and the frustration and whatever. It's like, okay, well, I, that's not the point where I say, bring in my program and I give the students tools that, that will bring you less fights. That's the solution that my, my, my anti-bullying does with schools. But I'm right. listening. i got to listen to the standpoint of, okay, what she's telling me is she's a new principal and she's frustrated about incidences she has to send to the district office. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to be perceived as not being a good leader in a principal as a principal. That's what I got to listen to. Right. So I have to understand she's frustrated because she's new and she wants to prove herself. That's the real dynamic of the conversation. Mm. Right? Right. And when she understands that I understand that, now we move into sales and the close. Right. But if I'm not understanding that, then I'm just a guy trying to sell a product. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. But and now, and now, what did you? Ha- I mean, you've probably done so much training and education. Where I understand what you're saying—that it makes you, it puts you in a place where you fully. Well, ha- I, I'm just confused right now because then you are you you're moving into your emotions at that point. You're not moving into immediate problem solving. I'm moving into what uh, Stephen Covey would refer to as emotional understanding. There's intellectual understanding, and then there's emotional understanding. Okay. Right? And Stephen Covey talks about, I think it's, I think it's, I'm sure somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's habit four. Um, listen for understanding to be understood. Of the seven habits, I think it's four. Listen, listen for understanding to be understood. Meaning, take time to understand the emotion. Okay. Because when you give, he he equates it to saying when you give someone emotional understanding, you give them oxygen. Wow. Right? It's like you give them a breath of, you know. When he said that, I emotionally understood what he said. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, because when they're not being listened to, it's like they're being suffocated. And and that's men and women. It's just the difference in how men communicate that suffocation. And some men don't know how to communicate it. No, they don't. And they don't care to take time to learn it. Wow. But you have to, a man has to take time to to understand. To take time to understand. He has to be motivated to want to do it, you know. If he's not motivated to want to do it, then, you know, you're in a situation where, I mean, you have to be motivated to want to do it. What is she really saying here? Wow, this is deeper than what I thought. <laughs> it don't have to be that deep, though. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, again, I put this on men. This is men's fault. You know, men, this is your well, fault. Not, not entirely, Dwayne. I don't you to say that it's entirely men's no, fault. No, it's not entirely men's fault, but men should take the lead and take the charge and say, okay, I need to educate myself to understand how, what she's really communicating. What is she really saying? What is she really talking about? As right. opposed to the man does what he does. He looks at a woman in frustration and says, what, what are you talking about? Correct. <laughs> and it's like, I just talked for seven minutes and you didn't hear anything I said. 
Wow. No, I heard you. I just don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, you're talking about this. You're talking about you lost your parking space. You're talking about, you know, the chick at the store was mean and they didn't have your prescription and blah, blah, blah. And you want to order pizza, but you don't want to order pizza. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and we will sometimes dance in circles. And then then you get fresh and say, you know what? Just never mind. Right. right. And then what does that lead to? Now, you don't feel emotionally understood. You don't feel emotionally supported. You don't feel emotionally wanting to have sex. Right. But he needs to have sex for him to get in touch with his emotions to understand you emotionally. So he approaches you for sex. You don't feel in the mood because you don't feel emotionally supported. You shut sex down. He feels rejected. That puts him in frustration. And then he, that leads him to cheat. Correct. <laughs> because, right. because now the chick across the street say... She ain't coming with him with all that emotion. She's just coming telling him to come through. Right. right. Come come through and have fun. Until she gets all caught up in her emotions. Right. <laughs> and then it's a then it's a then it's a uh, you know doo doo show as they say. <laughs> you know. And, and I think that's a whole other topic where men can literally just have sex just for physical form of release and women we we would have sex because we want we are emotionally connected to that person yeah and that that conversation is 300 years old yeah right but i mean when you look at that when you start looking at that cycle i started under, trying to understand that cycle and i said okay okay how is this on me i said all right so i got to get better at understanding what the hell she's talking about so I took time to, you know, read books and went to workshops. And I remember I would go and I would see, like, something at the time be advertised, like, you know, Christian couples workshop or something. I would call and go by myself and sit in the back and try to take notes and try to understand. I mean, but it was an active understanding because I can't stand arguing. Right. You know, can't stand stupid arguing. And what really drives me up a wall is having the same argument. I can't stand redundancy. Oh, God. All right. Oh, well, you're, well, you're one of those rare breeds that wants to take that extra, like you said, motivated initiative mm-hmm. to try to understand where your contribution is. Yeah, which is why if you come at me with BS on this co- on this podcast, I'm going to call you on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I'm going to call you on your shit. Other men will listen and just say, "Oh, I think I get no, no." If you if you dancing, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna call you on your shit. Well, the, and how? Because I've danced around before, and I've wanted to get to a certain point, and 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 I wasn't getting anywhere. Where I'm like, okay, let me just be straightforward. This is really what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. I'm trying to say this. Right. Well, a man yeah. will hear that and tell you, "We'll just say it." Just say it. Yeah. Men don't read between the lines. We don't. Yeah. Well, Men yeah. don't read between the lines, even though women want us to. Men don't interpret what you're saying. Okay? If you say it's blue, we say, okay, it's the color blue. We don't interpret that as you feel dark and gloomy. <laughs> it's blue. Okay, so it's blue. Men would rather you hurt our feelings. 
And just be straight forward. Oh, God, yes. Rip the Band-Aid off. So, so like, for instance, there's this man, right, that was texting me over and over asking me to go to coffee. And I would politely dance, decline and dance around it instead of just being straightforward and saying, look, I'm not interested in you. Mm-hmm. Is that something that women should practice more? Oh, yeah. But I know a deeper reason why you're not. But, yeah. I, I mean, I know why you're not. But, yeah, that's exactly what women should do. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you know I'm about to call you on your shit. That's why you're laughing. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. What's the deeper reason? Because you enjoy the attention. No. I, this is one of the gentlemen that I actually had to block. Mm-hmm. You enjoy You enjoy the chase. You enjoy the pursuit. You enjoy being pursued. And there's a From part us. of there's a part of you that knows if you tell him and you give him 100% confirmation, he has no chance. You know that attention goes away. Yes, but we want the right attention from the right man. When you want it. When we want it. Right. And in the meantime, you enjoy the attention you get from most men. Right or wrong? Right. Okay. Then tell him that. Tell him what? You've got no shot, bro. (laughs) And just say that? Yeah. That, okay, see, now we're going back to feelings. I don't want him to feel. That's what he wants to know. I don't want him to feel. That's what he wants to know. (laughs) Yeah. You would be better sending him a message say, hey, bro, you have no chance. And straight up. Yeah, and I can promise you, you probably won't get a lot of texts after that. So let me ask you this, Wayne, because <laughs> I'm I'm a woman in business also. Okay. There has, there has to be like a level of engagement, right? And then how? Because I've gotten this a lot, where it's like it's it might have come across misleading to that prospect, mm-hmm. and, and now he's asking me on a date. Okay. And I'm like, I I don't want to go on a date with you, so I've danced around that forever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to lose the business. Exactly. Uh-huh. The connection, the business, yeah. the potential partnership, whatever it is. Yeah. Now, how do I go about that? There's no easy way to do that. There isn't. No. Because I can tell you straight up, um, I don't really feel like I'm violating bro code here, but a little bit violating bro code. Um, if he's engaged or and thinking about doing business with you and he's attracted to you, that could lead to part of why he wants to do business. And if he knows, and this is, and this is screwed up, but this is, this is Mac programming. Um, if he knows it's not going to happen, he probably won't do business. And let me explain, well, and let me, let me, let me explain why before women put on their football pads and helmet and be ready, ready to go to war with me. Okay. Let me explain why that is. It's not from the standpoint of there's not, there's not the reward. Okay, not the fringe benefits. It's not that. Okay. Man doesn't want to tease himself. Man doesn't want to tease himself. Right. Okay. Okay. So 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 let's say me and you is going to enter into some kind of business deal, right? And um, right. You know, 
whatever the case is, we were going to enter into some kind of business deal. Okay. And I'm, I'm attracted to you, but there's another prospect out here that I could do business with. And it's a man. And let's say both of your products are equal, right? Um, but I'm attracted to you. Okay. Well, I might kick you the business favorably because I'm attracted to you. And the added benefit of, you know, maybe something will come after the business transaction. If I know 100% that that isn't going to happen, well, I'm not going to pull the business from you because it's a punishment. I'm going to do business with the man because I'm not going to have to look at him and be attracted and knowing that nothing's going to happen. So why would I put myself in a... It's almost like... I've almost put it in a way of like... You take a kid at the time. I'm just kind of dating myself now. Uh, when people listen to this podcast five years from now, okay? Um, you take a kid to Toys R Us and you give him a dollar. You can have all the fun you want in Toys R Us with that dollar. Why would you do that to the child? Why would you send Toys R Us with a dollar? Right. So it's like, why would I want to engage and I'm going to have this ongoing business relationship with you and I know I'm attracted to you and I know I'm sexually attracted to you, but I know that I can't do anything about it. Why would I do that to myself? You know what I'm saying? Why would I subject myself to looking at something all the time that I can't have? So it would just be easier for me to do business with a man. Wow. Not because, you know, I know, and I know how that I know how that sounds. I know there will be a thousand and one women that will stand up on a rooftop and say, "You're not getting rewarded with sex, so you're going to pull the business." I know how that looks. And I'm not saying that, that in, I'd say, probably 20% of cases, it's probably, the, probably that way. But as a majority of men, it's, why would I want to be around you all the time and have interaction with you? And I know 100% that it's not going to happen. So then now, my, my, from my female brain, who's ambitious and wants that business deal, yep. it's almost like I have to continuously play that pull pull and tug and go game no, like, you don't. where it's going to give you a little nope. bit of hope. Nope. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Nope. Then what would, be, what would be the solution? The solution is me talking to you from a sales point of view is you need to get your pipeline full. Okay. And you need to tell them up straight up front. Say, listen... Um, no disrespect, particularly if you know 100%, you would yeah. almost need to set that from the first meeting. Okay. Straight up. So that way he won't allow his thoughts to run away with himself. Okay. Because now if you do a second meeting, now it's just strictly on merit. Now it's on business relations. Because now he's not getting into a second meeting wanting to be around you so he can sell himself as a suitor and potentially take you out. Now it's just straight up, okay, can you deliver what you say you can? Right. So it's almost from the first meeting. Yeah, straight up. A woman has to be very yeah. clear with her intentions. Yes. And then if that guy doesn't want to do business with her, then it's yes. with one loss or one um, opportunity lost out of the pipeline. Right. Move forward. Yes, correct. Then fill your pipeline. Go get five more. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because like if I know I would be in a situation and you know like me now in, in the realm of producing, okay, I am right. twenty times more cautious. Like I'm going to, I'm you know we're going to shoot a uh, we're going to shoot a short film, and I know there are three. Well, actually, there's four female uh, female roles that I got to cast females in. Okay, so. I am 20 times more cautious with the Me Too movement. Right. That that has got to be established from jump. That we're cool, but ain't that kind of party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. I got to mean straight up. No games up front. Hey, we cool, but it ain't that kind of party. Either we work or we don't. But it's not this thing of, you know... You know, hey, you on the short list? You know, come back to my room and we talk about it. no, and no, no. That might have popped off in the eighties, in the nineties, and early two thousands, but now, now everybody's watching. No, no. You, if you're a producer, you can't do that no more. You're a director, you can't do that no more. And I'm not stupid. Okay, you live in the valley, so you know. Okay, I'm not stupid to say that I know that didn't happen. Okay, so you got to be smarter about that. You got to know up front. Hey, we're cool. We do business. We do business. But that personal fretting, nah. We this is straight up. This way it is. We going. We gonna do what we need to do, and we're gonna be cool. And that needs to be up front. First, first, yeah. Straight up. Hey, Dwayne. Let's let's cut off for a minute. I have to use the restroom. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap this episode well which is long we're gonna probably break this up into three parts uh thank all of you for listening and we will see you next time goodbye if you have a question please send it in go to duanehill.com forward slash dating podcast questions duanehill.com forward slash dating podcast questions this has been a pick a card production adventure thank you for listening Edited by Logan Dunbar. Sound supervisor, Logan Dunbar. Additional editing by Gabriel Rattori. For more information, go to DwayneHill.com or PickACardPro.com.